Hello everyone, welcome again to another supremely exciting episode of Between the Lines. This week was was unbelievably crazy. We have a lot to talk about qualifiers. A lot of countries were sad, including my beloved country, Nigeria. We're not going to the World Cup. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking about the games that went down in the in the leagues over the weekend. This weekend that happened, my youth fans are sad again, as usual. It's becoming a weekly occurrence. But we're going to be talking about the World Cup as well, the draws. England has a, <laughs> like they have the best draw they could ever think of on paper. We're going to be talking about EPL is always late to the party. They were late to the year party. Now they are late to the five months of party. We're going to be talking about stuff in the NFL, Brazilians moving up. Well, there's a conspiracy theory going on that Tom Brady sacked him. And of course, we are going to be talking about our boy Yanis. Is he the best player in the NBA? We have an amazing show packed this this particular episode. Hello, Shagun, Olisa, what's up, guys? Doing great. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Good, good. Uh, Premier League is well, league football is back right? after the international break. So. Yeah, it's always right, always bro. good to yeah come back after a long while. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so Olashek, let's start. Let's start with let's start with the European qualifiers. Touch on one and two of them, then we go to CAF, and then we'll take and then we'll go from there. Um. So yeah, European qualifiers. I mean, the the two that were played over the over the the week, like the international break. Portugal, North Macedonia. After North Macedonia had knocked out Italy. And there was mm-hmm. lots of furor, furor about uh, about um, about you know how how I mean I think it was Chiellini or Bonucci, one of these defenders, came out to say about how it's not fair for for Italy to the the, the way uh, World Cup qualifying is structured for them because uh, they they were knocked out even though they had had really easy <laughs> easy qualifying group and they they, they drew three games. Uh, Jojo missed two penalties and then now <laughs> they it's play the history of the Italy. Yeah, real talk, man. They play at home in Italy and then they lose <laughs> and then they all start complaining. Anyways, the North Macedonia now uh, um, progressed to play against Portugal, but maybe they lost. Um, and uh, yeah, so Portugal is qualifying with Bruno Fernandes, Brace. And then the other game was uh, Poland against Sweden. Uh, that was with Poland winning 2 0. Uh, Lewandowski penalty and Zielinski from from Napoli, um, doing the doing the business for them. So yeah, for for the European qualifiers is is uh, it's Portugal and um, and uh, Poland going through. The other games to be played is Wales against either one of Scotland, Ukraine. But obviously with the with the conflicts in Ukraine right now, it hasn't been possible to play that game. So we still wait on uh, on the winners of on the winner rather of that of that fixture. All right, all right. Well, we knew Portugal was going to qualify. We knew Ronaldo, even if, even if North Macedonia. I think we said it last week. This, if North Macedonia scored two, Ronaldo was going to score three. We knew it was going to be that kind of night where he always rises, and he did. Congratulations to Turkey for qualifying. Congratulations, I, I say to Turkey to Portugal for qualifying. Let's let's move to our our own <laughs> calf qualifiers, guys. What happened? What happened? Before we talk about Egypt and Senegal and all those other guys, what happened? Let's just start with Nigeria versus Ghana. It was poor. We were absolutely poor. We scored a goal. We considered a poor goal, like, you know, a poor goal, a very poor goal. We don't have technically good goalkeepers. We considered a very poor goal. We couldn't create chances. We had, we had poor coaching staff. What really happened, guys? I mean, I watched I watched the game and it was it just it looked shambolic for the most part. Just besides besides every every once in a while when we get the ball to Osimhen and he would try some like what's what's the thing in FIFA Street like it's a game breaker type shot. Like besides that, there was nothing else in the game. And you know there were people that are excited that you know we didn't call up Paduka Okoyo. I think I think he was injured or ill for the game, and so we called up Uzoho. I think people have forgotten Uzoho from like 2018. In that Uzoho is actually not, you know, it's, it's not like this good. is an upgrade, <laughs> you know. It was 
it just felt sadder and sadder as it went along. I felt I felt like at no point did we actually look like we were going to be threatening in the game. So it's really it's really sucks. I mean, yeah, we just couldn't score. We just couldn't score. We didn't look like we were going to score. Obviously, we didn't score in the first leg in uh, in uh, in Ghana, and uh, yeah, we, we we scored a penalty in this game. So I don't know, man. It's it's like the build up. But the thing is, like, I think in general, African football is uh, maybe this is stereotype, but I could be wrong. If you if you look at all the games, it was a lot of one nails, one one two one, very low scoring games. And I don't know if I don't know if that's down to, I mean that has to be down to something if it's so widespread across the whole continent. I don't know if it's just down to poor uh, quality of players, but then it can't be because it's, some of them are international players. You know, you see, I mean, players like Salah, Mares, Mane coming back from their countries and still being involved in low-scoring games. So maybe it's, it's the, the quality of the pitch, but I, I mean it has to be something, and I don't know what it is. But yeah, I, I, yeah, what is it? I was going to say just just on um just on this game particularly, I think yeah the sometimes the quality of the pitch can be an issue. You know, it slows down the play. The other thing that really slows down the play is, do you know how many fouls are committed in this game? Yeah, as well. Team like Ghana, thirty-three, Nigeria, fourteen. You know, it's an insane number of fouls just to keep. Oh, but but that but that is deliberate. Yeah, yeah it's deliberate yeah, I mean, for sure. Three to fourteen. It is part of the game plan. You know, you know, in um in in knockout football. You know what we always say all you all you need to do is about w's you know yeah. and you hear that there are some coaches who are knockout specialists you know the benitezes yeah. of this world they may not Mourinho. know how to win titles yes the Mourinho. okay now Mourinho, Mon, yeah they may not know how to win big titles where it's consistency winning 10 in the row like liverpool have done but they know how to seal it is a one game, it is a one-off, it is it's a tie. They know what to do per tie. And they go out and exploit it. They just, first of all, I just felt that we didn't look prepared for the game. You know, yeah, we, we, we played 0-0 in Ghana, which was a poor result. But I felt that we just didn't look prepared. We, You know, when you have coaches that are spending months preparing for a game, and this is what they turn up, turn up with, you know, last minute you're introducing Ademola Lukman. Yeah, he got the penalty and everything. You know, bringing um, Dennis, who never plays from the right in Watford, and you're playing him here on the right, bringing Igalo. And he just looked like a pot period of, you know, emotional, I don't know, choices, garbage. He looked very poor. Also politics because like yeah why is why is Igalo and and Musa get why are they getting called up at this stage of their careers you know I made Musa shot I don't don't know I mean also I mean the decision also not to play here natural was also a very bizarre one because obviously you could see that there was Osima was really dying dying out for time for somebody to to combine with to, to feed in those balls Aribo was meant to do some of that but I don't think that his, that is his game and he was very 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 like anonymous in this uh, game Aribo runs from deep yeah if you watch him in, if you watch him in Rangers not in South sorry in Rangers he runs from deep sometimes he even plays from the left so Aribo playing around the striker you can play it for these are like 15 minutes 20 minutes in a game you know there's yeah. something that is going on you need to do this kind of combination but not yeah. to play him that kind of style for 19 you know that's that's the problem you have you have a scouting team you have a team of coaches you sit down with this you've sat down watched all their videos watched their best you know that's what that's why international managers they don't have time so they need to produce in two three training sessions so it's what they've done previously over time the months that they have scored over videos watched analyzed checked done this go you know seen the kind of pitches they thrive in doing this did that it's a, it's it's a it's painstaking and 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 and, and it didn't look like they put in the work speaking of Let's, coaches the, the, yeah, apparently you? resigns so what goes uh, on from here? I, some people say he was sacked. The NFF said that he was sacked. He said he was he resigned. Difference. Whatever it is, <laughs> and um, Egypt uh, Senegal, Senegal deserved to win this tie. They were better team over two legs. 
even in this second leg, they had like 600 yeah. chances. They created tons of chances. They just couldn't score, which was, you know, they are not the high scoring team, you know, and they didn't, but they deserve to win. I didn't like some of the antics that was used, but as long as CAF allows it, there's nothing what, what we can do about it. The answer you're talking about the 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 lasers the, and the, the flashlights, yes, the laser lights and all those things. At least that one, they, that were in their faces and stuff. And you know, people are saying that's why Salah Sky the penalty. He's going to miss penalty from time to time. I mean, yeah. I mean, regarding that, I, I <laughs> like I don't think you can expect Calf to do anything about that, especially like. I think that's happened in a in in a shootout very recently. I think it was one of these European games, and then no, it was a, I I can't remember the game that it was, but I know that that's happened recently, and then the organization had to stop the game, and like there was a, a stadium announcer telling them to to stop with the with the lasers. I don't know if you can expect Scarf to to be that uh, proactive in their in their you know administration, but yeah, I mean regarding that's like um, yeah, Salah, Salah, uh, yeah, he lets. I don't know. Could you say that he lets his country down with us because like it's a uh, it's a penalty shootout, man. You, you always it's like always the the opportunities to miss. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he took oh. the first Salah. It took the first. It took it way high, man. It was ridiculous. I was shocked. I was, if the keeper saved it, I don't have even been as shocked as the way he skied it. To, to, to be very honest, I, I do feel, I do feel like the, oh, the other matches okay. in this. Uh... Okay, no, just, just last thought on that. I was gonna say I do. Say. I do feel like uh, the you know the light the lights in the space did kind of affect it to an extent because you know like the other the other people that came up too some of their misses weren't even close. I think the only one who did score it was it was even touched by the goalkeeper. So I do feel like to an extent it was they affected it. Plus they shone it in the goalkeeper's face as well, Egypt's goalkeeper's face. But um, some of the other games, you guys saw Algeria Cameroon, right? I didn't see it. Olajen, did you see it? I didn't. So what happened there? So um, Algeria scored. I think what was the score on aggregate again? Was it was so, it, uh, yeah, two, it was two, 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 two on aggregate, um, away goal, all those kind of things. Yeah, it was. Uh, so Algeria Algeria scored in the eight in the one minute, and then Cameroon scored. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, Cameroon were leading one 0 They scored. Then Algeria scored in the 118th minute to make it to make it two one. They are going through, and then in the 124th minute. Um, Cameroon created crossing and then Carl Carl Lecambi for Leon scores and that's that's pretty much how the game ends. Like I saw I saw some you know some Algerian fans tweeting like oh they were so they were still have been so happy to go to penalties and then that just happened. That's it. So 124 minutes. Damn. It's, it's an insane <laughs> it's an insane time in the game and this is wasn't this game in in Algeria too? Yeah. Yeah. It was in Algeria. It was in painful. And but you know that's the beauty of calf. That's the beauty of this kind of knockout things because it brings that kind of excitement. Nobody mm-hmm. read. I think there was only one tie that there was a real blowout. All the other games were photo finishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just shows that you know those details. And that was why I was upset with the Nigerian coaching staff. Those details, as poor as um, as raw was, you know he qualified with games to go. He was always qualifying. These two legs, I don't know how he's going to do it. But he's going to play maybe 1-0 in that Ghana or 2-1 in Ghana and come here and play 1-1 or 2-1 or something and qualify us for the World Cup. And of course, the football is going to be as boring as hell, but he's going to qualify us. Because as much as we want to say he did not have great football in terms of style of football, he already knew how to do his homework. And that's what I feel the Nigerian coaching staff, of course, with the technical team, the NFF and all those things, they were absolutely pointed out. Let's move I mean, to yeah, just just uh, just just the last thing. I mean, you okay. put a, you put something on the group chat like in regards to the the qualifications that the coaching staff uh, had on the uh, like our, our technical team and just the stark contrast to to Ghana's with their their manager was from uh, uh, he he took like a break from from Dortmund to come and do this. Uh, they're getting increased using obviously Premier League uh, um, um, experienced uh, coach. Yeah, so like, yeah. Aston Villa under twenty three, Dramani, assistant coach at in a Danish league team. Uh, Chris Hutton, we've said it. Otto Ado, 
assistant coach of Borussia Dortmund as we speak. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, so you can't you can't expect you can't expect anything from from that when <laughs> this is this is people that are, that are leading the ship. So I mean, it's disappointing, but uh, yeah, 20, 20, 26, I guess we go again. America. All right, um, walk up draws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like the the groups, I just read off. Yeah, all just roll through this. Yeah, uh, through group group A, um, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands, the Netherlands. Uh, group B, uh, England, Iran, USA, and one more spot for a Euro uh, playoff game. Um, that I think that's between Scotland and the winners. Scotland, of, Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the game. Uh, group C is uh, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Poland. Group D, France, Denmark, Tunisia, and uh, a FIFA playoff uh, results. I, I'm not too sure what game that is, but yeah, it's, it's one game that is one one uh, team that should be put there. Uh, Spain, uh, Spain is in Group E with Germany and Japan, and one more team to be played with a, a FIFA uh, playoff game. And then uh, the, the group F is Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Group G, uh, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Uh, group H, uh, Portugal, Ghana, and Uruguay again. And they have Korea Republic to to uh, finish the group. So yeah, that's uh, that's those are those are the the eight groups. Olisa, yeah, toughest group. Ooh, toughest. Group E looks nasty. Uh, Spain, Germany, Japan, and a FIFA playoff game. I think from that FIFA playoff game, it's Australia. It's between Australia and three other countries. Australia, this two other countries, I think. Australia, this um, qualifying period have been uh, pretty bad, which is why you know they have to qualify through a a, um, you know a playoff game. But just the just the quality of Spain, Germany, Japan, I think would be pretty interesting. Yep. Especially since I don't think anyone of them is impressive. But you know that Australia, instead of them to have stayed in their Australasia continent and be qualifying every year, they felt now we can't be beating people 20 0. We need to move up the bracket, and now they are doing this. All right, yeah, they're, they're in a bad generation. There's a bit of a crisis in, in Australian football right now, so that's just all right. All right, I think group pitch is interesting as well. Okay, what's group H? Oh, Ghana. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, Korea. You know that group doesn't have any standouts. Okay, I think of course. I mean, Portugal, Uruguay. No, Uruguay team is is up and down. Trust me, and they are very. Their strikers are old. Cavani, Suarez, Zapata, and they are all not fit. Zapata has been injured for a bit this season. Suarez, we know Suarez is 95 years old. Cavani is 120. Wait, which Zapata? Zapata, the black guy. Atlanta guy, yes. He's from Colombia, no? Yeah, I think he's from Colombia. Oh, Colombia. Sorry, I mixed. Yeah. Sorry, I'm mixing. I'm mixing it up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have, but they have old strikers, and that's the star of the team. Those are the best players in that team. I don't see them doing much. You know, what I think. You know, I think the vibes groups are. Like just purely of vibes right. and of like interaction. Group B and Group F are incredible. Okay, Group B. Group B Cause, is Because Group E is, is going to be England, the USA, and it's it's most likely going to be one of Scotland and Wales. So that's like a frenzy as far as like there's going, there's going to be an England, Wales, or England, Scotland, and it's going to be an England, an England like the US. So purely of like the vibe, I think that might be a really interesting one. Plus, it's a lot of really talented, really young players on either side of that. Yeah. England, England, US. Then like the Croatia, Morocco, Canada, Belgium. Like, I have no idea who's coming last. That's a uh, that's I'm, an interesting one. Probably yeah. Canada, but like, I want. We never know. Would Would Davis be back at the time? Oh yeah, that's true. He's still out. No, no, no. He's played. Yeah, he no, he's back he now. He's played. He played. He uh, thingy. Yeah, he will be back. He's back okay, already. Okay. He's back Bel- already. Belgium, Morocco is going to be a funny one because. You know, like there's a lot of workers in Belgium, so it's. it's oh, it's is it? Be, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was I was going to say I was going to say um Morocco like they're having a crisis with their coach as well. All African countries are some seemingly always are, but you know they didn't take um they didn't take Hakim Ziyech to the and uh, and Maserati. Yeah, Maserati. like there's a real like um 
I don't know what the comparison would be, but there seeming to be like a fallout between everybody within the Moroccan organization. I don't think. I think it was just it was just Ziyech and, and uh, um, Azouari because uh, they were they were they, it's just two of them. I think they were fighting him over something. All I'm, yeah. all I'm saying is, you know, I was reading up on this stuff. There's a pattern with this coach in that every time he seems to qualify a team, they sack him because he can't get along with anybody. This happened with Japan too, apparently. Like he used to coach them too. I don't know. Please, what's the name of this coach? Give me a second. I need to find this. Because Nigeria will be looking at him, I'm sure. <laughs> I trust my NFL guys. They will not do loss. Where's, where's he? Where's he? Oh, His name is Vahid Hali Hodzic. He's from Bosnia. Okay. Can you find some of the things he coached? Okay. Um, so he's, he's, he's coached, uh, well, now he's coaching Morocco. Before that, he's, he coached Japan. Before yeah. that, he's called, he coached Algeria. And then before that, he was working at, um, what's the name of this club? Dynamo Zagreb. He's coached he's coach a couple couple big teams, Ivory Coast as well, PSG, uh, Lille, Rennes, uh, Shop Pearl. So, yeah, good, good, good CV. He's an yeah, international has, football Mario. Yeah, I was going to say, he has the he has the resume of someone that coached an African team, where it's just like this PSG, Rennes, Lille, Ivory Coast. Like, yeah, this someone that's coached an African. <laughs> Oh, okay, guys. Hello, Yeah. Um, Ulisa, you guys are not sad. You guys have not played yet. This week, league, this week weekend results. I'll be sad. Run one, it down. Yo, one, one on a busy run, man. Okay. We're doing, we're doing a title <laughs> one, one game on busy run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ulisa, run, run, run through the league games, please. Um, this weekend, so yeah, obviously, as I mentioned before, the Premier League, uh, well, leagues in general just came back um, after after two, a two-week international break. Uh, Liverpool uh, started off the weekend uh, with a victory to Watford 2-0. Uh, then on Saturday, which was yesterday at the time of recording today on Sunday, uh, they lost 4-1 at home to Brentford. After scoring first through Rudiger, like <laughs> they went on to lose uh, all five goals in the game coming in the second half. Uh, United drew against Leicester one-one, and uh, yeah, Spurs just beat Newcastle five-one. So yeah, those those were the the Premier League games. Okay, go go yeah, get to Spain, get to Italy, touch touch and Germany, please quickly. Uh, okay, so in 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 uh, in Spain. There were well in Germany uh, on Saturday. Well, there was obviously uh, Bayern with their four-one win against Freiburg. Uh, Dortmund lost four-one against uh, uh, Leipzig, and um, I think there's a game. There's a game right now in uh, in in um, in Spain with uh, Barcelona playing against Serbia. Zero-zero right now. Yeah, and then also um, earlier the day. Well, yesterday um, these guys. Real Madrid bits bit um what's the name of this club? Uh I think Celta it was Celta. Figo. Yeah, Celta Celta Vigo. Three one or two one with three penalties oh. and one missed by Benzema. So yeah, this is what that's would run through this weekend. Oh, oh, oh also uh Juventus is playing against Inter, Inter Milan right now. Inter is winning one year. So yeah, that's uh that's a rundown. Okay. Um um my my you one one. Like I said, they don't know what they are doing. They still don't know what they are doing. There's something that somebody said on Twitter that busted my head. It was like, you guys went, you guys got a coach that hasn't coached in 10 years. What he's known for is team building. And now at the end of this season, you're going to probably let him go. And yet you're not going to be, you're not going to allow him to be part of the process of team building because this, this is the guy that has coached them and he knows where to remove the dead wood, which one is the dead wood, which one, the style and the pattern that the club should go in. He's probably not more a coach-coach as he should be, but at least he will know, he'll know the mentality, he'll know the orientation, he knows how they train, he knows how, you know, the mentality of these players, and then you want to let him go. What say you guys about that? Hmm. I, like, I do like the idea because it's also someone who Unlike social, unlike somebody like you know, class of ninety nine, class of ninety two people has no real affiliation to the club. Like the one thing I really like about about him is that he just shoots straight from the hip. 
It's like he doesn't he doesn't be around the bush. He doesn't like talk shit. He'll be he'll tell you where it is straight up. So I do I do like that about him. He and you know he has an impeccable record of like of team building. I just have a bad feeling that <sighs> what well, a stage now where it's gone it's gone so not even that badly, but it's gone badly to the point where I think it would look bad and this it would look bad, you know, in quote in quotation, for them to then keep him. I think some people would question if they then kept him after the season. You know, it's, I I think I think let me let, let me use Arsenal as an example, just for this season. Okay. I think after the third game, yeah. the whole world wanted uh, what's his name Arteta yeah. out of the door. Conte was free, was not doing anything, was just was drinking red wine in Italy and just chilling. Yeah. That was what everybody and I, I remember that one of these shows we one of these episodes we even said probably Conte might go to Arsenal. You know, and then of course they stuck with him because of already they already have a plan. And how do they have the plan? They already have, you know, at least they've they meddled around with sports directors and until they okay, they are comfortable with this Edu guy and the other guys that they're working with. They've done here and there and there until they are comfortable. The the problem with Manu, I feel, is that Manu don't even want to try. You know, yeah. you can't you can't you know. Because somebody was successful in Team A does not mean, you know, the person will come. No matter how good this person was in Team A, we've even seen players like that. Hazard is a good example. He was unbelievable in Chelsea, and then he comes to Real Madrid and he's as a he's rubbish. Sorry, he's below rubbish. You know that kind of thing. So you can't, you can't, you're going to make mistakes, but you have to have a plan. Okay, this is what we want to do. This is what we do. Yes. Oh, oh, guy, you were good, though. Uh, you came here uh, you really didn't do what we wanted we understand there are nuances to this there are reasons why you were more successful here in team a and you're not successful in team b thanks for your yeah. services we pay you off and then you move to this next until you get okay this is exactly what we want to do and then you kick it off from there yeah you know of course once you find what you're looking for you you of course you don't tamper with it but mind you seem to want to be looking for the next Ferguson the next day and it's not possible well I think they're gonna make mistakes I think part of the reason is because it's it's a funny thing because it's almost like a catch twenty two where it's like the problem with United is because they are United. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. You haven't, like, haven't hit rock bottom yet. No 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 not yet. We're not even close. But not yet but it's like you know, every time you go on TV and like the bad punch that people always give is this is Manchester United. Like this is a club that's like too big to fail, essentially. Like this is a club that shouldn't be, shouldn't be like in the Europa League, shouldn't be in this, this that. But that's what they are. I feel like there's a, there's almost like, it's almost an imposter syndrome with United. Where almost in the reverse, where it's like, they can't realize that they're actually bad. So they have to keep on, they have to keep on compounding. And they have a lot of money. Yeah, they have a lot of money. Like this, this isn't a club that's going to like fall into there's a lot of like Lakers comparisons to be to do here. Well, like this isn't a this isn't like a team that's going to be like in financial ruin or like struggling or anything in a, in some years' time. This is a club that's going to be fine. But that also means that they're also a club that's going to keep on taking, keep on trying to hit hit big and consistently missing because they don't have a consistent plan. Uh. Because the plan I, is I think the plan is just this is Manchester United, you know. Yeah, I think that's the best. I think I think this is the best way we can come up with a solution for Man U. You know, just of course in a broader sense. You know, we didn't go down into the weeds of this conversation. Chelsea lost. They look yeah. It's, I, I just is a one-off to me. I is a one-off. Chelsea is not a pre- Chelsea is not going to win the Premier League because the coaches they always keep using except Conte and when Mourinho was still Mourinho Mourinho they are all cup coaches these guys turn up for the coach for the cups they are cup coaches so the grind of winning 10 straight games you know like Liverpool have done 17 14 games in a row like Man City you know are doing and all those things they are not, it's not going to happen it's not going to happen with 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 Chelsea and with that, you know, it was a bad night. I, I just think it was a one-off. Yeah. I only have two things on this game. One, I thought the, the Brentford tweet of, of um, West London is red was... I thought that was going a bit far. 
No, 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 no. I get you know it's banter. No, uh, uh, they know. should celebrate, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, Israel going to with say it. that you're going to then Arsenal, Arsenal victories that people <laughs> were saying ah they were over there. So uh, it's not necessary. They were just happy. Right. I feel won, that. They've not won um, Chelsea since nineteen since nineteen thirty nine. So it's, that's wow. a lot. Yeah, they haven't been yeah. in the Premier League in like in, that's true. Yeah, almost six years or something. <laughs> yeah, so, so second thing. Lot. Second thing. Uh, please, did you see that? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say second thing. What's did you see the video of um Thiago Silva's wife? Um, yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it today on Instagram. I was laughing. I, I respect that. I love it. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I like what she did. Yeah, it's her husband. I think. It's her, it's her husband. Okay, guys. Madrid cannot next season. Cruz, Casemiro, Modric. He should be given in small doses, not a weak. It shouldn't be a staple, right? But, but they're already doing that though. They're already built, trying to build a team that's or trying to build a midfield that is going to replace them. Obviously, Valverde has been. They're not playing them, but they need well, to I mean, play but them. they don't need to play them because these guys are still performing to a, a good enough level. And, and the semi-finals of running the, through that midfield. Yeah, I mean Sasa Figo is not a big team. Sasa Figo is nowhere, you know, they Last season, they almost got relegated. You know, they just went and run late and all those kind of things. Celta Figo is not a big team. They made them, ah, they scored a goal that it was cancelled. They had three penalties. That midfield was, it's, uh, nah, it's done. It's done. It, once in a while, you know, you just, you know, just, like, ah, ah, oh man, these guys are still good. But not a staple, man. They should be ice cream, man. Not, not a bar. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what they did because they have uh, this guy. They have uh, Kamavinga in the wings, uh, waiting in the wings. They have Valverde. Uh, I like. I that. think they are looking looking at Bellingham already. So I mean, I think I think uh, what's the name of this their owner? Um, Enzo Perez. Yeah. Perez, Perez knows. Like, Perez is not the owner. He's the president. Yeah, technically pre- president. He's the, the guy in charge. Sir. He knows yeah. what's happening. <laughs> like he knows that uh, you know these guys are running on their last legs. But he's. I think he's already putting plans in place. I mean, like just just before they lost this big loss to um to uh to Barcelona, we were just talking about how like they've they've tried to put a good team in place to uh. Yeah, to to compete, even though it looked like they were they were you know on the downward spiral. So yeah, I mean, everybody knows these guys are old. <laughs> you know, like we, we've talked about it before. But I mean, I think I think Madrid will be fine. I think they have enough know how to, to be able to get a good enough midfield for the for foreseeable future. Well, last thing, uh, I noticed you didn't mention Isco um, or um, Sebastian. <laughs> Why did you say Sebas? <laughs> oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that, bro. Don't, don't do Sebas, bro. Hey, Isco is, is, is hey, Isco has paid his dues, man. It's allowed. It's Donald's, man. But hey, Sebas, man, don't, don't mention that game, guys. Name around. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Now let's 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 touch on this the final part of football. Finally, the EPL. Uh, they were, they always come late to the party. They were the ones. To, I remember when that Jablani ball and they were spreading it around other leagues. EPL refused to oh, yeah. collect the ball. Said one thing, one thing, one thing. Vieira came. The last World Cup, there was no English referee because they had not used the VAR system. I don't want to say they had four referees, but we know that part. Is, that's part of it. Uh, <laughs> and now, finally, the whole world has been okay. Moved on to five, five months of. Now they are agreeing to do it in next season. Of course, they are just joining. Mm. Why is EPL joining? What's the re- what's the scientific reason behind them having five men coming off the bench? If the big teams have five men coming off the bench who have almost of equal quality as the guys on the pitch, mm. it doesn't favor the small teams since they are always key on this word parity and equality and equity, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, do you do you, do you do you do you feel like uh? Because this was actually the angle I was coming with. Do you feel like um? How do I put this? That the smaller team shouldn't have agreed to this, and that this is a disadvantage for them. Nah, 
it's it, it, football is moving towards five man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, was, that was what I meant. That was what I meant. That like uh, you know, like the five like the uh, five well, man subs. The, the five man subs in pretty much every other league. Like they agreed to it because it like it helps with it helps with like the rest between players. Like there's more games, pretty much more games than ever in football. They're planning yeah. to expand the Champions League in this in this next cycle to so have it be God knows how many group games. Like what's a point where I just think we need yeah. more. Like, uh, for this game, for this uh, team World Cup as well or something like that. Like I, just, I just feel like well, at this point, and the argument that I always heard from whether it was talk sport people or so on was that this is a disadvantage for young teams. That imagine you're Burnley and Man City get to bring on, but you know, um, what's it called? What's his name again? I forgot his name. But you get to bring on Mares and Coles, like so on in the last minute. First off, Pep actually doesn't make subs. Like Pep, Pep, Pep was like sub off one person the whole game. So, like that angle isn't bad. But also in, in teams like we always see this every year, where something like Southampton will get to like January. They'll play like those like seven games in like two weeks, and then like their whole squad is dead. Like they have nobody to play. Or so, Leeds or something. Yeah, like we always end up with this with these teams where now they're playing like this 17 year old that graduated from the academy yesterday. So why is it? <laughs> why, you, you know, like look, go back and look at some of those Leeds games from when they were getting beat five zero. It's because they were playing 17 year old graduates. Like I, I just think I just think yeah, that, I that whole it. idea that whole idea was flawed. Like these teams need these teams need these. Like they actually need to have some of their players take more rest. It's not every time we need to see that oh this guy has a muscle injury this game he's going to miss two weeks. It's because he's playing too much. You know? And and teams in general. Why are you always My own my own question. Sorry, Ulashek. Maybe you would answer it in a better way. My own question is I understand what we are saying is we are all sports fans so we know all these things. Or why I they always the, the one thing they are never linked to is the finance. They do it better than everybody. They know how to get money. Yeah. But every other thing I'm packaging. But every other thing technically they are always linked to the party. Let me let me just throw one thing out. When Pep came to the Premier League, oh, yeah. when Pep when Pep came to the Premier League, there were no goalkeepers who could play out with the feet. And who does he bring? Somebody who is not 21 or 18 or 19, he goes and brings Claudio Bravo, who is out over 30. Mm. When Asvenga came to the Premier League, they were drunkards playing football. And yet, around Europe, if you if you listen to all these older players that came from outside, you know, outside Europe, even in South America, they were they'll get to England and be shocked with the drinking problem of the footballers. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, you guys are drinking so much. And your sports players? How come? Yeah. I'm talking about this guy is coming from Brazil. This guy is coming from somewhere in Italy. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> I'm uh, talking about in the 90s. Yeah. So why are they always late to the party? I think, I mean, I think it's an English thing, though. I think it's Ultra, like, yeah, yeah I, I think they're very averse to change and, and like, evolution is like oh we've always done it like this so we should keep doing it like this and uh, yeah that's i think i mean there's there might be nuance to it but ultimately it boils down to we've always done it like this we should keep it like this it's all is it's, it's, it's kind of like even i think the referee thing like to a lesser extent with the fact that all the referees are from that part of manchester and it's like they keep getting referees oh, yeah. from there and then people now like um start suggesting okay let's stop putting mics on referees or let's start getting referees from outside of of england and it's like oh like we, we don't want to do that but then if you actually ask why there isn't actually an answer to it it's just we don't want to it's, it's going to be mike deans and and uh andrew mariners and john mosses till the end of time yeah. so yeah I, I mean it's the same thing with the five sub rule i mean at the end of the day like f- for them for in the premier league is getting way more international i don't think there's any uh maybe graham potter how many English managers are there? Not a lot. So and like, yeah, yeah, and and Lampard. Yeah, well, and okay, Lampard. and Gerard as well. But I mean, it's 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 like five, not up to ten. So and that's in the Premier League. So it's is is a very international game now. And you have to know that these these managers are also on the Premier League like boards. So even even uh, they have like um, what's the word, like uh, strategic and. Um, decision-making power so yeah they're wielding their international influence and then that's what you see in like small small changes like this uh, over time like i mean with, with stuff like referees and stuff it's going to take a long time not because it's, it's impossible to do but just because english the english culture just is against it that's uh, that's that's what i think it is 
like two last two last things on that um also like uh most of the culture thing i think that's also why like england was still playing 4-4-2 in like 2016 like they they kept it going as long as they could and also just on a just as an aside i just give a frank lampard update uh 11 games seven losses they lost today to uh, west ham 2-1 Oh, fuck, love. Yeah, three three points outside the club zone. They play Watford and Burnley, who are directly behind them in their next, uh, I think, five games. So we'll keep an eye on that. All right. He he criticized his team again today about them lacking character. The second quote was, "It's not about car. It's not about uh, no no lacking character. About them about the team lacking a culture." And his second quote today was, uh, "It's not about character. It's about personnel." Sorry, the other way around. Oh. It's, about, it's not about personnel, it's about car. So, well, Rema, Rema. That card. <laughs> do, do you guys think, just, just talking about the five stuff, do, do you think, like, because I mean, I've heard like lots like said about it, like, for example, um, it gives an advantage to a team like Man City if they can bring on five superstars as opposed yeah. to a team like Burnley that can not bring on five superstars, obviously. Do you think like there should be some form of, um, um, like mm, way yeah the way that they do it so like let's say if you bring on five subs one of them has to be an academy player or a oh, home no. player or something like that like do you think that's a a, a plan I that think, is put in place to I help level the playing field a little bit i think the only way to le- help level the playing field of Lashing, you know is if there's a salary cap per 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 nation or power, maybe 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 a cluster of nations. That is the only way. Because if it's going to be that, yeah, of course, the big teams are going to come out with reasons why it must not just be an academy player. They've gone around, they've, 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 they've figured things before, you know, a couple of seasons ago, especially when Asvenga was there, that was the whole thing of you must put, you must have something number of players that have been played that you know that were you know from 15 to 21 that have played in. Yep. England, you must have something number of, and the big teams went around all these things. They're going to go around all this. I don't think they can go around it. I mean, it's it's, it's they will. Just they the will. Like, they you will. have to bring it's in just, an academy. It's just that they're going to buy this. It's just that they're going to buy, the, buy them younger. At fifteen years old. Yeah, yeah, they'll just buy them younger. Yeah, yeah I was going to say like they can afford to pay eight million or ten million. Sorry, for a yeah. fifteen-year-old, they will be able to afford to do it, which a Burnley will not, and they will have to come up with another thing. So. It's, it's going to still be that same cycle of they, they, except there's a real level playing field in terms of you can't spend more than this do you understand like like yeah. in American sports but I understand why it's done in American sports because it's just one country and it's one it's one one system that is governing just one country but in, you know it, in England it's not like that in Spain it's you know so it's going to be difficult, but I'm sure they have accountants and they have bad guys and that can also stuff like also that. the the best the best clubs have the best academies, so it's a, it's a, it's it wouldn't even do anything because like like it would always yeah I mean the past nine winners of the of the Premier League two have been all of them have been either City Chelsea Arsenal United yeah only once was it an Everton. <laughs> you know, so like, I mean, right now the table has City, West Ham, Arsenal, United, like Premier League, Premier League two winners. So, I mean, even even if you want to say like, oh, you have to bring in an academy player to be your fifth sub, it still doesn't do much because it's yeah. still going to be better players coming on than yeah. a Burnley academy player. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, anyways. <laughs> it's what it is. All right, all right, Ola thank you very much. You've been absolutely amazing today, man. Yeah, um, Olisa. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady. I, I'm done. I'm done playing. I'm, I'm done playing football. 40 days later, I'm back. I'm back to Tampa. I'm not. I'm done with diaper change. I'm done with recitals. I'm done with going for PTA meetings. That's my own thinking. And then, and when, when did it happen? It happened the day Ronaldo, like the next day after Ronaldo scored a hat trick. Yeah. He went down to uh, England with the, you know, the Glazers took him to England and stuff like that. And I think that was when Bruce Arians' fate was sealed. I think it was around that time. Mm. But they just delayed it long enough, you know, give give Bruce Arians hope. I'm sure he was in the know. He's not a baby. 
is not a baby. The, Tom Brady has become so big, which he is. He should be big. His shoulder should be very high. He wants he wants to run this team, and he was. He, and I'm sure Brady was like, "Is it that me or Brazilians?" Sorry, I, <laughs> it was TB12. The thing the thing is, I I want to believe it's not. I want to believe it's not the case. But every, but there's no way it's not the case. That's that's kind of how I'm looking at it. In that, it just doesn't seem. It just doesn't seem that this would just happen naturally. That you know, like the the what's it called, the publishing that was put out was that was that Bruce Arians wanted this team. He was happy with the team to have Brady back, and that was why he gave it on to Todd Bowles. Um, um, Tom Bowles is um his assistant coach who is black. So another you know another um diversity hire I guess would be the word for the NFL. But he wanted it to go on to him. He wanted to give him a team that was actually good. Unlike how you know a lot of like the black coaches that get into the NFL, they get teams that are like Houston, where it's like nothing's going well. You're basically being set up to fail, essentially. So that was what that was what's been put out. But also I think it's important that he's a def- he was a defensive assistant. So essentially that would that would free it up for Tom Brady to like have the offense in his own mold, essentially. You get what I mean? Okay. Uh, him and him and Brian left to be chat True, true. Yeah, him and Brian left. Well, uh, Brady has been looked at as a model of is a nice man. You know, he doesn't have egos. What about the last couple of seasons, man? Uh, he doesn't, they doesn't have ego. Doesn't have ego. Has to be. That's that. That can't be true. I mean, he. He has essentially yeah, no, that's that's true. But that's the way the media put him out. Like he's one of the guys. Nah. True, but like yeah, I mean, he pushed um, he pushed he, he pushed Jimmy Garoppolo out of New England. Like that was the only yeah, reason why yeah. Jimmy was traded because he didn't want him yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, but of course, you know, media narratives like the same way Yanis is being said, is he the best player? People are now arguing like, guy, this guy is by far the best player in the NBA. He's he's proven it. He is the best player. He doesn't have the prettiest game, and and because he doesn't have skills and handles, does not mean he's not the best player. He's the most effective, the most dominant player. He is the best player, and now he's a champion. And there's something about that that you know, there's a psychological effect that 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 has over you as a player. You know, as an athlete, you know, you have won something. Mm. You know, nothing phases you again. Of course, it's, you're not saying it's not difficult. You're not saying it's not challenging, but it doesn't phase you. You don't feel like you cannot overcome it. Your mind has expanded. And you know, once your mind expands, it doesn't retract back to the natural, to that state where it was. It has already expanded. It's just like rock. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened with Yanis. He goes up against these big boys. Yeah, he always says the nicest things and everything, but man, it takes over games. When he needs to take over games, he takes over. When he needs to score a big three, he scores a big three, you know, against yeah. against um, against the Nets, or he scores the free throws to win, or he does or he does the block to to to, to you know against Embiid that he's taller than him. Yeah, Embiid is taller than him. He's bigger than him. So I think that he has unlocked that part of it. The honest thing, I was just looking at his stats right now, like the last five seasons. Last five seasons, 29, 29 points a game, 28 points a game, 30 points a game. And this is someone that this season is probably not going to even be close for MVP. It's no, I think it's gonna be. I think it is. I think I think the media, the people who vote are coming into terms that you know what? It's it's gonna be a photo finish I think between good. him, Embiid, and um Jokic. Yeah. But his numbers are ridiculous and he has a better record. But what people are using against him is that these guys didn't really get injured all through the season, so he had a strong Wait, team. Who, Except who's that? The box? That was that's what people are saying. That's, that's what not true that's what I mean maybe, maybe Yeah, maybe, I know, I know. Maybe, maybe, I compared, know, to, I know. maybe compared to you, you know, like Jokic like didn't have the Murray, didn't have any, anybody. But like yeah, yeah. there were a lot of games where Drew Holiday was out, Brook Lopez was out, yes. Middleton yes, was out. Yes. There were a lot of games. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think if, if I'm to give, I think Embiid edges it for me. In terms mm. of MVP, but Yanis, Yanis the stretch and his lead. At, him and LeBron are one two. I think LeBron is one. He's two. In terms of scoring, yeah. he has fourteen assists and fourteen rebounds, six assists. 
reach Jesus, and he's so efficient. Yeah, because all he yeah, does it's is 55%. Yeah, 55% field goal percentage. He's ridiculous. But I think another thing that people like kind of just let go is like the, the, the defense is like, I mean, you know, like the block, the block on Embiid. There's a lot of players that wouldn't go for that block because they would like, like Embiid was pointing, like they would, yes, they would, they, what's it called? They would think it's a, what's the word again? They would think it's a goal time. Like people would think it's a it's goal a time. Right? Like, yeah, like oh, not even, not even a charge. Like because the ball, because the ball was just about to come down. If you hear it, then it's a goal time. So some people wouldn't go for the block at all. They'll just try and let, they'll just like hit the rim and then try and swipe it out. But he went, he went for it because. You know, like he's just, he's just confident that he'll get. Like he's he's so sure, sure he'll get. So many players wouldn't even go for that. Like the de- I feel like the defensive impact when, like it's games against KD, he's going to guard KD. Like it's I feel like some people get lost in like, okay, this guy shoots like I don't know, this guy shoots forty percent from three. This guy this guy does step back, but actually, actually Giannis like impacts defense in a way that is something else. Like he can protect the rim. He can like, he can, what's it called? He can guard weak side. He can guard players straight up. Like he can guard one through five. I feel like that's something that people just kind of ignore with him and it's disappointing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with, I'm impressed with him to, to think that he started, you know, he was the 15th pick. He was scoring eight points, something points per game. And now, I can remember I was watching a video today on YouTube, you know, as we closed. I was watching yeah. a video when he told folks that he wants to be, he wants to win an MVP. Yeah. That was like three seasons into And all the reporters started laughing. <laughs> man, they are not laughing, man. They are not laughing anymore. That guy has put in the work. And of course, he's been fortunate, you know, to not have major injuries, you know. Because injuries, people yeah. put in the work and then they will have this injury. And they will have another injury. So all they are doing is recovering. They are not improving. They are, they are not working on their game. Mm. So all they are just doing is recovery, recovery, recovery. Before you know it, he's played eight years in the league. He's just a role player. And he has faded into the ether. So yeah. he's been very fortunate not to even have those kind of injuries. He's not whether niggling or serious injuries. And it has kept him. And now we're talking about Yanis, the best player in the NBA. Uh, last thing, last thing. Even on, even on, like you know, like being being fortunate with the injuries, he has been fortunate. But like, you know, like you go back to like um, the Eastern Conference Finals when he has like the hyper extension against the Hawks, and then I think yes. I think I think he he mentioned yes, it recently, 18, right? Yeah, Sorry? No, 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 yeah, like, um, no, like when he, he okay, okay, the injury, the, Hawks, the injury, yeah, the injury. Okay, yes, yes. When his like yes. knee hyper extends, I think he misses the next two games. But then he comes back. Everyone's thinking, oh, like you know, he might not be hundred percent from the finals. Averages like thirty and whatever. Like he and he, I think he came out recently to say that he he had, I think it was a partially torn PCL in his leg. He played, he played through it that way. He didn't, you know, he didn't tell anybody about it. Just, just let, it, just let it go. Like the fact, there's some players where, and this is not a slight or anything, but there's there's players that wouldn't do that, wouldn't put themselves through that kind of put themselves through that kind of like grueling experience. But he did. But and he some did players it. will do, and yeah, some players will. They might never recover. True. Do you understand? So yeah. you know. He's just been blessed. Let's just put it like that. There are some players that okay, you you know you're feeling this kind of whatever it is that is you know that that that, that intense that that level of injury, and mm-hmm. okay because players play through. Baker played through an injury, you know. And, and, and everybody, and everybody gives him shit for it. Yeah, so it is what it is. Wow. We're glad that Yanis is the best player in the NBA. Our Niger boy, Niger Greek Greek as it's called. Yeah. Um, Olisa, thank you very much for another um, episode. Make sure you guys check us all, all out. Thank you. 